Thanks for listening to another life-transforming message from the team here at C3 Southwest Washington. To find out more about our church, visit c3swwa.com. Thank you, Pastor Rowena. If people call me Jennifer, I think it's my mom or dad talking to me, so (laughs) you can call me Jen. Um, I really appreciated what you said, Leslie. I feel like I'm going to get accused of looking through your notes because you're like one of my points in here, basically, so I didn't do it. I didn't sneak on the Google Drive. Um, So I want to, um, oh yes, he used the name The Mom Diet. My, the title of my um, sermon can I call it a sermon, Pastor Steve, Um, is the mom diet. But I first, I want to start off um, giving a little disclaimer. You guys saw that video of all those amazing women. And I'll probably cry this whole entire time, so just forgive me for that. Um, But um, why did they ask me to speak? Did you hear what some of those women said? Like, Marina had me in tears. Um, I'm coming from a place of being where you're at. If you're a mom, if you're at home with little ones, if you're busy, if you're stressed, if you're overwhelmed, all those things, I'm there with you. I'm not the person coming to speak to you on Mother's Day because I have figured it out or I have arrived because I have neither of those things. Um, I'm not exactly sure why I've been asked to speak today, but when Pastor Rowena asks you for things, you're like, "Uh uh-huh, because she just can't say it out of her sweet face. Um, But Regardless, I know that God has me in a position right now in my life, and it's a tough one. I'm coming from a place of momming is tough for me, and the last couple weeks of momming has been really difficult. I'm just going to go ahead and and be honest about that. But I also feel like um, in preparing for this over the last you know couple weeks, I thought, man, I'm not in the place to be able to give any kind of value, but that's when God's like, excuse me, I need your attention elsewhere. I need your attention on something other than the challenge you're feeling. So if you guys will all go ahead and pray with me for just a moment here. Father, thank you for this opportunity to be here, to, um, to focus on you, Jesus, despite the challenges, despite the struggle, God, we focus on you. We love you. We thank you for all the mothers that you've put in our lives, God, in your precious name we pray. All right, so I'm going to be old school and use paper instead of a phone. Um, so if you're not familiar with me, I'm Jen. Um, Tyler and my husband and I usually attend the early service. So if you're maybe newer to the church and you're in the second service, a little bit about our family. Tyler and I have been married for 15 years. We just had our anniversary last uh, month. Uh, Pastor Steve married us all those years ago. Um, we have four kiddos. There's our family. We're on a, this is, I think... This is before COVID, I want to say. We were on the ferry. Um, but so we've been married 15 years. He's a longshoreman. Um, he has a really crazy job. He never knows what he's doing in the morning until 7 a.m. So a lot of people will say, hey, um, can you guys, you guys want to go to dinner? We're like, oh, maybe <laughs> if, he has, if he's off in time. Um, he has a really weird schedule. Um, I kind of have a weird schedule, too. I'm a portrait photographer. I own my own business. So my schedule is kind of all over the place. Um, as you can see, we have four kiddos, which is like having a million children. It's a lot. Um, they are, um, our oldest is 13. She is my favorite 13-year-old on the planet. She is a really um, talented athlete. She does soccer. She just did volleyball, and then she did track and softball. Track's over. She's just in softball. Um, so she's got that. Our 11-year-old is um, talented, like Leslie was saying, in totally different ways. She's like the most adorable little dancer. She's an incredible pianist. She's been doing piano for almost almost two years and is like amazing at it. Um, and I love having daughters. I'm so glad I have daughters. And then I also am blessed with sons. And as a person who has sisters, like this boys, I'm like, what is happening? Um, but we have a seven-year-old Bowden and he is our busy little guy. 
he um, is in first grade. Oh, I forgot to say, um, my girls are homeschooled. So we have that going too, and with all the other things. I homeschooled both of them. Um, and then Bowden is public schooled, and he does baseball, and Tyler's the coach of his team, so we have that too. And then um, our four-year-old little redhead, he has, <laughs> he read his hair. Um, it's definitely his warning label. Um, he is, has sensory processing disorder, so life is totally different with him. You know when you get that, your third child, you're like, I got this. Your fourth child, pff, no big deal. And God was like, just a second here. Um, so he is a whole nother um, parenting in a whole different way with him. Um, but it's, a, it's an interesting experience being a mom. Um, I've always had a lot of respect for my mom, um, just because, you know, we were raised in a really interesting sort of situation and unlike really kind of anyone I know, um, and now here I am mothering, um, but I just have a lot of respect for other moms. I think motherhood is an amazing adventure. Um, it's not just an adventure for moms. Um, it's an adventure for everyone. Like Leslie was saying, like other people get to be involved in that adventure. Yes. As moms, you're kind of like the the person who drives the ship, but other people help, you know, they like help with the steering of the ship sometimes or like the oars or like whatever. But um, all the other people that are involved in our lives, they help on that journey of motherhood. Here's our family. Last year, we took a trip to, um, this is in Grand Tetons. And uh, as you can see, like everything looks normal until the that little guy. Um, but that's us just on vacation. We had our photographer come meet us. It was really fun. Um, I wanted to give some bits of encouragement, and some of these things are going to overlap um, some of the things that um, Leslie said, but um, one of the hardest things for me in my life with mothering is enjoying where I'm at. I don't know if anybody else experiences that, um, but enjoying where God has you is one of those things that's like way easier said than done, and I think one of the main ways to help us enjoy where we're at is to do something that's also incredibly difficult. Um, how many of you guys are in charge of your minds, in charge of your thoughts? I want to be, um, the Bible asks us to, in Romans 12 too, it says, but God, let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. I don't know about you, but there's days where, especially Thursday mornings at my house, um, Thursday mornings are crazy. They are um, both the boys. So my youngest guy has um, special education because of his disorder, um, but he only gets half of it, which for me is really challenging because in the last year, um, he's been, half of his assistance and care has been taken away from me um, and him. And so on Thursday mornings, I've got my girls. I tend to work on Thursday mornings. I got to get Bo to school and Belden to school. Um, Belden gets on the bus, but I take Bowden to school, but they all have to be at school at the same time. So if the bus is late or somebody's shoes don't feel quite right or the lunchbox is missing or the dog gets out, I mean, you know what I'm saying. Like you all have those moments too, right? Things can happen to me that get me like, ah, just grab your shoes. Like I'm, you know, it happens. I'm not perfect, right? I'm not even close to it. Um, I start to feel like I can't do it. I start to feel overwhelmed. And I want to remind all you moms that emotions are liars. Emotions aren't truths. Just because you feel something doesn't make it real, doesn't mean it should guide who you are, what you say, how you do things. It's really, really hard to tell yourself in the moment, stop that, behave like this, do that. It's, it's a, it's a, perp, uh, it's a, opportunity for us to say, um, I want to let God be in charge of my thoughts, be in charge of who I am. And some of the things I, I feel are really important and helpful in doing that and training your mind, obviously, are being in the word. 
It's really hard. I mean, you're, everyone's going to tell you that in every sermon you ever hear to be in the Word. Um, but that's because it's the most important thing you can do for yourselves. Um, I know I was talking to Pastor Rowena recently, and she was saying that she does her Bible um, when she's commuting to and from work. Um, she listens to it. It's an, you know, um, Pastor Steve was saying that he um, listens as well, or he reads on something digital. Um, I personally, I need a book, Okay. I need something physically um, to look at, to, you know, see the words. Um, if that's hard for you, if you're like, open your Bible and you're like, I don't know where to start, I don't know what, you know. Um, there's all kinds of Bible studies out there that are helpful for it. Um, I personally use one that it sends me a box and I get a couple every month and there's curated reading. And if you're like, that's cool, I want it. Guess what? Your husband called me and he said, yeah, you can have that. So go ahead and have him order that for you right now if you're wanting that, if that's going to help you. <laughs> But making sure you're in your Bible is the most important thing. Um, I'm not going to say, maybe you should get up five minutes early and read. <laughs> I, I think that's bad mom advice. I think if you can do it in, um, maybe when your kids go to bed, maybe when they're, they're shoving food in their mouths, you like quick read a little something. Whatever you have to do, I do it in the pickup line for my son. Get your Bible in. Surround yourself with people who keep you on a positive path. You have friends probably that are like, mur, 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 and you like, just feel depleted being around them. I'm not saying drop them. I'm not. <laughs> but I'm saying surround yourself with the people that when you leave, they, you feel lighter. You feel encouraged. I have a friend of mine that lives really near me. And there's times where um, I'm like, hey, I need, to, I need to get out of the house. <laughs> She's like, come over. And the way her house is situated, there's like a gravel path around it. So we like let all the kids go out in the yard and jump and fall off the trampoline and whatever, throw rocks. I don't know. But we walk and we talk. And she's one of those people that greets you with a big smile and a huge, amazing hug. And she just lifts me up. And we can talk about things that are hard and that are a bummer in our lives, but she lifts me up. Find someone who keeps you lifted up. Someone that allows you to just vent and vent and vent and vent. It doesn't accomplish anything. It brings you down. It puts your focus on the challenge, not the blessing. Is that okay? Okay, so the, another verse I wanted to share with you um, regarding that point is Psalm 1611. You will show me the path of life, and in your presence is fullness of joy at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Hey, moms, you were created for joy. You were created for happiness. You were created for abundance. You were created to be the most beautiful version of yourself. That's why God created you. You weren't an accident. You weren't, eh, this one will do, this one will do. No, you were intentional. You were created for, for joy. Psalm 37.3, delight yourself in the Lord and he will grant you the desires of your heart. Romans, um, let's see, this is 15.13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. John 16, 24, ask and you'll receive that your joy may be full. Colossians 1, 11, may you be strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy. With joy. You need to fill your cup, moms. You heard that expression. You can't pour from an empty cup, all those things. You need to fill your cup. It's really hard for moms to do that like really, really hard because we feel guilty. I do. If I take time, like, okay, I have two hours. I'm going to go do this and do that. And then I'm like, oh, it's an hour and a half. I better get back. I struggle with that. This is, this is what I'm going to talk to myself about. Just like I'm talking to you, it's to me. You need to take time to fill your soul and your heart. Maybe it's a girl's day out. Maybe it's getting a pedicure. Maybe it's a weekend away with your friends. Hey, dads, go plan a weekend away for your wife. Maybe it's a quiet bath. Maybe it's just a conversation with the friends. But stop feeling guilty 
about filling your cup. Have you heard that verse? It's in Luke somewhere, but it talks about how um, whatever you give, you'll receive pressed down, shaken together, and running over with room for more. That's for you too. You can't give to others when there's nothing in the tank. It's like trying to drive a car without gas in it. Like, yeah, you can run on fumes, but your car's going to be going like this and it's going to stop eventually, right? You have to gas up the tank. You have to put something in. And I'm sh- I know, I believe that when you put things in, God's going to multiply that and pour that out for your children who you love so much. Make sure that you are filling your cup Um, Someone just recently said to me when I was talking about something I felt poorly about, and it was about like mom guilt stuff. And she goes, what do you think if God was standing here right now, what would God say about that? Do you think he would be like, no, no, you're taking too much time to be happy? No. God would say, my beautiful, precious daughter, I'm so glad you're happy right now. I love you. I created you for love, for happiness, for joy, and you're doing it. Even if it's not with your kids in the moment, doing something joyful, doing something that fills your cup, if God were there, he'd be like, good job. That's exactly what he would say. And that, when she said that to me, that touched me because I was like, oh, yeah. You know, there's friends we have in life sometimes. And when you um, say something that's going good, you can sense sometimes a, a little, oh, well, she gets to do that. Well, good for her. That. <laughs> You know, we don't need to be looking at what other people think. We need to be looking at what God thinks about us. If we look, look through the lens of how God views us, we're going to feel what we should feel from the, our creator. Um, I do struggle with taking time for myself. Um, this, is, this, this, um, purpose, this, sorry, this point of fill your cup, this is a, kind of like what Leslie was saying. Like, it is not just your responsibility, moms, to fill your cup. All the other people there, whether you're a teenager, you're a single person, you're a dad, you're any person that's around a mom at any point, you can fill the cup of moms. You know that? You can be part of that. You know, Leslie fills my cup by, and Val too, by when I walk in the door at church, they go to my kids and say, hey, Addie, how are you doing? Hey, Eden, cute outfit. That fills my cup to have people love my children. It fills my cup to have people pour into my little ones, especially my youngest. I don't know if there's a picture of grandma on there, but um, grandma is somebody who fills my cup. There she is. Okay, so this is um, Belden Everett Dean, my youngest, and this is his great-grandmother, Dorothy Dean. So he is named after her, and then Everett is her dad and brother's name. So this is her baby. And my child, if you're around him for any period of time, like a longer period of time. You might not notice the differences in his behavior and how he is if you are around him um, just for a little bit or just on rare occasion, but if you're around him and you do life with him, you will see his disorder come out. It's really challenging for me as a mom, I'm just being honest, because a lot of people, they judge him. They don't mean to, but they say things like, well, if you just discipline him, well, if you just didn't let him do that, you can't discipline a disorder out of a child. And it's really hard, too, when you have a child with a disorder that's not really well-known, not really well-understood. But this woman (laughs) loves this child. And when he's being crazy and acting, you know, doing the things that are really challenging for me, she doesn't say, oh, let me spank him for you. (laughs) Although sometimes I'm like, Grandma, you know. Um, (laughs) She just loves him. She grabs him and hugs him and says, you know, you be nice to your mom and squeezes him because you know what? He needs a squeeze. And I've told her that. And so she does it. She just loves him through things. And you know what? That fills my cup. If I'm talking to her on the phone, we talk almost every morning on FaceTime. 
because, you know, phone calls aren't good enough. What? And we could do a video. She calls me on FaceTime, and we'll be chatting away, and his little head will go by. She goes, oh, is that my baby? <laughs> because I know that she loves me, but, like, she really loves him, and that fills my cup. Maybe if you're thinking, like, oh, I could fill a cup. It could be something like, hey, I have three hours free, and call up some mom and say, hey, I'm free from 4 to 7 um, Wednesday night. Go, go on a date with your husband. I'll show up. and just be home by 7. Fill her cup. Maybe you're like, I don't have three hours, but maybe you could leave for work 20 minutes early and drop a coffee off on a mom's porch. Maybe you just write her a handwritten note and throw it in the mail about how cool she is and how much she means to you. You, anyone can fill a mom's cup. Anyone. If you're in a struggle right now, because I'm in a struggle right now with parenting. It, it's hard. I'm, I'm just being honest. It's hard. And I know as this little guy grows, things will get more clear maybe, maybe easier in certain ways. The other things might be harder. Um, but I recognize and I want you to recognize that struggles, this is a hard one, ready? Um, struggles are what lead you, they're a launching pad. They're not your destination, they're your launching pad. You know, the, all the struggles in the Bible, if you kind of like pick those apart, like you look at Paul. Okay, dude just wanted to minister for Jesus. <laughs> he's, like, he's like doing God's work. Oh, prison. He's like, dang it, again. Okay, I'm out now. Doing his work for Jesus. Prison. Man, really? Okay. Um, dude was incarcerated over and over and over. In, in fact, there's a good portion of the New Testament that he wrote from prison. They're called the prison epistles. And what was he doing? He wasn't sitting in in prison going, oh, it stinks. There's no good toilet. Oh, that guy next to me won't stop singing. No, he's encouraging. He's saying, you know, hey, you guys in Corinth, you guys here and there, you guys are doing great. Hey, here's some other things to work on. He was encouraging. He was moving forward. And what, what happened with that? All of us read his letters. All of us are encouraged by his letters. His struggle, in the midst of his struggle, he blessed the world for thousands of years. You want to talk about struggle? Jesus came to save us. And what happened to him? He was treated horribly. He was hung on a cross, a criminal's death. He was mocked. He was ridiculed. And when he, he hung there in extreme pain, he didn't say, gosh, dang it, you little jerks. No, he should have. He said, forgive them. And he died for us in our sin. And he has changed the world that every day, every month, every year, thousands for thousands of years. His struggle launched this saving of the world. And your world is, it, to you in your world, it's just as big, but it's taking you somewhere. And I know it's hard to hear when you're in the struggle, um, but your blessing is brewing. I need you to know that your blessing is brewing. It's really hard to be thankful in the struggle because you're in it and you're deep and your feelings are lying to you, telling you it's awful and terrible and you can't do it. It's never going to end. But I'm here to tell you, yeah, it's going to end. You're going to get through it. And God's going to bring something beautiful out of it. All the hard things in life are the most beautiful. I mean, take marriage. Is marriage easy? Never. Maybe for a day or a week or maybe a month. I don't know. But it's hard. It's a struggle. But it's beautiful because it's so challenging. All those examples that we can look at of struggle, they show us that the beauty is coming. First Peter 5.10. This is like my verse, okay? I want to break it down for you. The God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, he himself 
will restore, establish, strengthen, and support you after you have suffered a little while. I think you have to suffer first sometimes. In fact, I know you have to suffer first sometimes. And it doesn't say, hey, um, the God of all grace who called you to his internal glory will send somebody to help restore you. No. It says he himself will restore you. And he doesn't stop there. He's like, I'm going to establish you because that suffering really does establish important truths in your life. And he doesn't stop there. He says, I'm going to strengthen you because all the suffering brings so much strength. And I'm going to support you. All those things. He's going to restore, establish, strengthen, support you. And I'm here to tell you, moms, if you are in a difficult place in your momming, maybe, it's, maybe there's other people, maybe you're not a mom and you're in a difficult place with life, and you're in a difficult place with a relationship, or maybe one of your parents, maybe any situation, God is going to establish and restore and strengthen you through your struggle. In closing, I just want you guys to remember that your path is to be strengthened, restored, established, and supported. If you're a mom, you're amazing. You're amazing. You are fulfilling God's plan for your life. You're living his intention for your life. You're living that out in your kids. Remember remember that you're precious and that God wants to bless you with joy and abundance. Lean into him and learn from him. Surround yourself with encouragers. Allow your mind to focus on him and nothing else. Focus on his provision. If you're not a mom, go support one. Find one to support today. (laughs) Be part of a mom's adventure, just like Leslie was saying. Partner with the process of momming, even if you're not a mom, but go claim influence for the kingdom with some little people. Allow Jesus to remind you that your blessing is brewing, even in in your current, no matter your current situation, your blessing is brewing. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our pastors, leaders, and what we do at C3 Church, visit our website at c3swwa.com.